This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A dancer. A tappy. A Hamilton Beach electric knife. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal horror anthology series, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table is my best friend, Matt Rose, and through Skype, it's Jen Hansen! Yay! How's everybody doing tonight? All right. Oh, so good. So good. So Skype. So good. So Skype. So sharp. Yeah. Jen is a robot now. I am. Jen's voice has been digitized. I am more machine than woman. <laughs> I still watched Monsters. It was just okay. If this is your first time joining us, what we do around these parts is we watch Anthology Horror. It's a horror TV show where every episode is different, and this episode... It's no exception, no exception. It's no exception! Today's episode was called Taps, and based on title alone... We bravely forge into new territory by guessing what this episode was about without having seen it. Whoa. Wow. Exactly. Taps, who would like to go first? I'll go first. And there's a reason why I made you watch that video before this. All right. So we watched a video before. Doesn't matter. Taps. After moving to L.A. from Sydney, Kate was short on cash and over budget on her new apartment. A quick Google search for cheap furniture led her to an estate sale in a free armoire. It was a lesson for Kate. Not everything that is free comes without a price. Ooh. All right. Here's uh, here's mine. Taps. All the water taps at St. Mary's School for Girls harbor a terrifying secret. They're full of the ghosts of men who died in the school when it was a prison in the 1800s. Who will survive and what will be left of them? Ooh. I would watch that. Awesome. Okay, good. Even though I threw in some Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end. um, And just for the clarification, the YouTube clip that we watched was a short... Called uh, The Armoire. Called The Armoire, (laughs) which is exactly what Matt just laid out. (laughs) Uh, Taps. The house is empty. The lights are off. And the noise won't stop. The The incessant tapping will be the end of anyone who hears it. And tomorrow, the new owners move in. Ooh, that's good. That's pretty telltale heart. Yeah, that's that's what I was going for, like a telltale heart thing. And, but, uh, and, and I just want to point out, not that far from the episode. Yeah. Not too far off. Yeah, not too um, far off. Unfortunately. Unfortunately uh, none of these guesses were 100% correct. So, Jen, hit us up with them sweet deeds. Sweet deeds. All right. Uh, We watched Taps, which is season one, episode 17. Guys, we're cranking through season one here. Uh, This episode aired March 4th, 1989. Here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. There we go. A professional dancer and actress who seeks independence from her possessive dancing partner and boyfriend poisons and then dismembers him. But his severed leg in a red tap shoe seeks revenge in this dark comedy. Sure. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by David Mish. Uh, he was a producer on the TV show Duckman. He directed this and uh, the episode we watched previously, My Zombie Lover. Really? I, yeah. I preferred My Zombie Lover to this. Big but, time. Yeah. Uh, this episode was written by David Mish and Larry Charles. Uh, Larry Charles, producer and writer of Seinfeld uh, for the Arsenio Hall show, Mad About You, The Tick, was the executive producer of Entourage and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, He started writing for Seinfeld in 1991, so two years after After this. this. Uh, That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the name and I was like. That can't be the same guy. <laughs> I thought I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, oh, there's two uh, two Larry Charles. Nope, just the just him. 
Uh, episode stars Mary Jo Keenan as Susie. Uh, she was a TV actress until about 1999 when she married uh, Mitchell Hurwitz, uh, who created Arrested Development, produced The Golden Girls, The Ellen Show. And then she stayed home to raise her two kids with Mitchell Hurwitz. They are still uh, apparently married. Wow. Cool. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah nice. good for her. Two kids doing it. Neil Jones played Gary Gregory. Uh, he was Billy in Dirty Dancing. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then pretty uh, pretty steady TV work after that. So he uh, had a cavalcade of lukewarm dancer roles. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I used to love that show when I was a kid. Cavalcade of lukewarm dancers. Right. Oh, it so was good. it was dance night sweats. Right. <laughs> uh, and then finally, rounding out the cast is Dan Frazier as Sam, the agent. The uh, best he, actor in Monsters history. Yeah. He was Captain Frank on Kojak. He worked uh, steadily through the 60s. He was in a couple of uh, early Woody Allen movies. He was in Take the Money and Run, which I've never heard of. Have you guys seen that? Nope. No, me either. Uh, he was in Bananas. And then uh, later he was in Deconstructing Harry. Uh, also regarding this, uh, this episode, this story is pretty much lifted, uh, is a pretty much a straight lift from Robert Block's, uh, Frozen Fear, a story he wrote in 1946. And then Frozen Fear was part of a horror anthology movie called Asylum that came out in 1972. In that, um, uh, a man is being attacked by his wife's uh, severed frozen body parts. Um, there are multiple parts instead of just one red tap shoe. Uh, <laughs> but you know, this is a TV show, so how much how much budget do you want? I think that Asylum is on uh, Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is Amazon, that true? It's it's either Amazon Prime or Shutter. But I I know that I saw it recently. Well, we might have some sponsorship from uh, from the film Asylum. Uh, in this episode, so maybe we'll be playing oh. a clip or something. Oh, how we'll find out? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Fitter, happier, crispy, crittier. My favorite. Oh. Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Let's watch it. It's starting. Let's watch it. Let's all watch it. The door from the Monsters swings wide open, and it reveals a fight about the arts. (laughs) No, don't leave. I wrote, I watched maybe 15 seconds of this, and I just wrote, and cut. Because I expected it to be, you know, once I once I saw that it wasn't soldiers, which would yeah. have been my first guess, my second guess would have been like the arts tap dancing, which sure. is what it was. And I was expecting it to be them on like stage. Like a rehearsal or on stage yeah, or yeah. something like because, that. Kind of like a Holly's House or whatever. Right, because yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, to my eyes, there is no way that this acting could have been the finished <laughs> product. <a> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see what this is actually about. And Why they're I, doing such I terrible overacting. Wrote, oh, it's it's the actual scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I wrote the, the jokes are coming fast and furious in this one. It I, is boy, you want a dark comedy tongue in cheek episode, buddy. I it's it's funny that you mentioned that because my third note is uh, am I already supposed to have my tongue in my cheek? <laughs> <laughs> Matt? If you don't take, take that tongue, fucking tongue, just my cheek, fucking and just fucking shove it, it, in, it in your cheek as hard like as you can, like a fucking nail gun, and then just, just put your jaw as clenched as hard as you just can. Fucking mash that thing until fucking powder. You have fucking powder jaw. I want your teeth to explode and your tongue to fall off. That's how funny this is. Done. Well, our main character, Susan? Uh, Susie. Susie, yeah. Susie um, is tired of being a dancer 
and wants to be an actress. And let me just tell you, I'm no great shakes. I could lose a couple pounds here. Neither of these two have a dancer's, dancer's body. No, no, do no. Not. And also, I, I thought it was funny that she says, because she wants to be an actress, nobody cares about Broadway. I'm I'm not I'm not an actor. Don't get me wrong. What? No. Uh, I think everybody cares about the Great White Way. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, not the Broadway we're thinking of. Maybe it's like Broadway and Omaha, Saskatoon, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, oh, that Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> the Jackson Hole Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> and and to his credit. Her very reasonable boyfriend slash dance partner just Gary. says, Gary, all I want is for us to dance together forever. Susie, can you <laughs> fucking open those ears and hear these words? I'm not asking for much, but I want us to be an immortal dance team. So I'm setting up that when we dance later in this episode, it won't look like two mops <laughs> being thrown. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, we are the in the most a... professional dance scene we've ever seen. <laughs> no. Oh God, how, guys, how long did it take to choreograph that? You think? <sighs> I I personally thought that that was done on the spot improv, but that's just me. Um, yeah, 20, 30 unseconds. <laughs> oh, they actually gained time. <laughs> uh, well, we're not there yet, but yeah, Susie wants to do accents, and Mark wants nothing to do with that well, shit. He says, You're not an actress, you're a dancer. To which I thought, like, you, you can't They're be both. They're kind of similar. Yeah. yeah you, you can't be both. And then and then she tried to act, and it was like, oh, right. All right. He's right. So this is when she says, because uh, uh, he talks about how he wants them to be an immortal dance team. And she says, everybody's forgotten the immortal dance teams. To which I wrote, has she not heard of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers? But, you know, I mean. <laughs> I wanted to see where you would go with it, and I'm not disappointed, Matt. Because <laughs> where you went with it was Muppet. <laughs> uh, so she is. We we establish that she is just a straight up liar. He has. She's told him that uh, she's not. She's not a great person. And we've had no. more characters that are like, you know, evil femme fatale or this bitch or anything. She is. She is the worst this bitch we've had because she is oblivious. She is oblivious. That is a good way to put it. Yeah, she is just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, I no, I didn't pack up. Oh, I guess I did. Yeah, no, I know I said it, we'd be together forever. Yeah, I meant six months. And just sort of friendly and fun about the whole thing. But uh, yeah, she's a, she's a piece of work. So yeah. She she kicks him out at one point, like basically sends him off and goes, like, Gary. Oh, no, no. And then she throws him out in the hall and yeah. her agent is there and he yells, oh. let's lunch, Gary, let's lunch. Oh, and here comes 23 skidoo on wheels. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that all of these agents came from the Catskills, but. <laughs> oh. Movie talk, movie talk, movie talk. Two points on the back end. Oh, you kid, you're going to be in the... Of all the shit to get right, <laughs> why did they get the movie stuff right? Like, hey, here's, I got you so, an audition. So period. Here's the thing about this episode, and I know we already talked about how we're going to disagree about rating this episode. Um we have seen a lot of these episodes that are supposed to be tongue in cheek or have humor or have, or have shop talk or have these very cut and dry characters, even though it's dumb, I feel like the jokes at least made sense. Like this, this is a very like pun, like we take a trip to Pennsylvania in this episode. Oh, oh yeah, shit, we do. Okay. does not let up. I feel like at least, and maybe this is the Larry Charles influence, uh, 
that at least like they hit while I wasn't laughing. I was more like they were more like groaners, but at least all they of them were like, yeah. groaners. They weren't written by an alien. Same for all of this uh, like shop talk, shop talk, movie talk, movie talk. At least it's a caricature of something, but at least it made sense to me. Okay, no, I I, I honestly do agree with that. I I do I do as well. I mean. The, it's not a good episode. It's okay, not a good no, episode. I, and I, I never thought for a moment no. that you were arguing that this was a okay. good episode. Yeah, yeah, this is not a must-watch or a recommended. This is a turd. But I, I, I get what you're talking about, that at least the jokes were suitable to the episode. Well, when yeah. we think about Roy Monia, oh, and, yes, and the quote-unquote wordplay of that episode, it's chaos. It is it, it is total chaos and it's difficult to watch whereas this one it's like this is a bad episode but i was entertained throughout it at least it had a story that moved the story was dumb the everything about it was dumb and laughable but at least it it made sense i i feel like we've seen much worse episodes that have we tried have. to be guaranteed similar. we we have because the dancing oh. that we will get to reminded me <laughs> Reminded me very succinctly of an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. So okay. We'll, okay. we'll right. get there we'll, in just we'll a there. minute. We'll get there. Susie is concerned that Mark won't let her out Gary. of her. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, so the characters weren't memorable. That's fair. Uh- <laughs> All of them. Different names. So Samantha <laughs> and David and David are really upset because Mona won't let <laughs> won't let Jonathan go to prom Angela. with Samantha, Samantha. <laughs> and Angela. Um, okay, Su- Susie is upset because Gary 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 won't let her out of her contract. Yes. He's doing it to protect her, so to speak. Which sure, whatever. And she goes on to say what she's going to do to get out of it. She's like, I'm going to be mean and this and that. And then the agent goes, hey, you know what? Why don't you put away your screw you shoes? And uh, Well, yeah, because she was talking. He said that he had heard that she was, quote, twining the stage manager. Which, okay. Twining? Was that it? Twining. That was what he said. And I was like, the fuck? Um, tying knots in his ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I got twined last night. Not oh, pleasant. God. No. 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 This girl macrameed my Johnson. Ah! <laughs> I, I have beads on it now. I need a doctor immediately. <laughs> this looks like it will not heal. Um, <laughs> I can no longer have children. <laughs> this looks like a lifetime affliction. All right. <laughs> then uh, then our our good old fashioned agent, agent. <laughs> goes, "Hey, he's not going to let you out of that contract." Oh, Jesus while he's Christ. alive. While well, no, she she's the one who says while he's alive, because he says, "I don't know if he's going to let you out of the contract," and she's like, "While he's alive," and then she makes the "I'm definitely not going to murder Gary" face. There might as well have been a cartoon light bulb above <laughs> her head. There might as well have been a harp playing, yeah. a light shining on her, and then a thought bubble of her repeatedly stabbing him. Yes, they might as well have done that cutaway. To be to be honest, I would have actually laughed if they did that. Because they just handing him an anvil and walking yeah. him off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> because they had kind of like those dream esque. They sequences. did. They had they had the hypotheticals of of her in just a, a minute or two. Um but uh it, so that does not happen. No. But you can tell Oh, this bitch gonna kill that guy. Oh yeah. I mean the the face she makes obviously is a murder face. So did you guys have a, a trouble um finding the act breaks? I have no idea where the act breaks are. Yeah, I I, I figured out where one of them was. Okay. But uh, is it much later in the episode? Way later in the episode, yeah. We'll call it here and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. 
the most terrifying form of evil is that which lurks within the human mind. Asylum, the ultimate in horror. This is a, an asylum for the incurably insane. Asylum filled with stark raving terror. <laughs> Robert Block, author of Psycho. <laughs> Asylum. The prison of madness where few enter and none return. <laughs> Asylum, you have nothing to lose but your mind. Oh, that's a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. I am definitely watching that. And it, it was made by Amicus. Uh, they did the Tales from the Crypt and uh, I think it was Vault of Terror or Haunt of Fear. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the the one that came out in the um, in the early 70s or late 60s. Um because a lot of the same cast is in it, such as Peter Cushing and, okay. uh, uh, oh God, what was his Barbara name? Pat- Patrick Patrick McGee. Yeah. That, uh, that's crazy. That movie looks crazy. Oh, I cannot wait to watch it. And we're back. And uh, for some reason, we see a roast on a kitchen table with an electric knife. Yeah, with, a, with an uh. electric carving knife. Uh, and... <laughs> And but it's not a murdering knife because <laughs> she's going to poison him because she just opens up some poison she, and puts yep, it in. Matt, Matt just turned to me and said she apparently went to the poison store. I was just going to ask, yeah, where do people get poison from? In uh, oh, I don't oh, know. Ky- Kyburn, I guess. Well, she went. Oh. She could have gone to poison, poison, poison. <laughs> um. Oh, there's put your poison there. That's on third. Yep. <laughs> Poisons are us. Poisoners are us. Yeah. Um, you want some poison? We got it. Yeah. It's in the poison the district. district. Oh. oh, the poison district. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Wow. So he shows up at the door and she uh, immediately hands him a glass of wine, which I don't know about you guys would be kind of suspicious to me. Yeah. Here, drink this. It's not poison. What? <laughs> I what? I didn't no. say anything. What? I didn't say anything. I, I said it's did. not poison. <laughs> uh, but she does point out, oh, You've got your taps on. <laughs> Guys, we missed in the first act that she she had an award. She won a tappy at one point. I just want to acknowledge. Um, I, I actually, t- oh God, I'm trying to find my note where I I mentioned that she had a participation award in a dance contest. Yeah. Because if that was is a tappy, if that is the if that is what you get when you win. ooh, that must have been some event. Yeah, no wonder she's leaving. Uh, she's leaving the dance field. Yeah, she's like, uh, look, this uh, this four inch figurine that I won for tap dancing. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Plus, I hate Capizios. <laughs> so why <laughs> why does that dancer have a baseball glove? <laughs> this episode was sponsored by Capizios. Oh, oh, it's a deep cut. Uh, so. He's like, sure, I'll drink this poison. Uh, glug, glug, glug. Oh, by the way, I decided I'm going to let you go. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. I'm really happy for you. I don't want to be a jealous ex. He yeah. is wearing the brightest red Joe Jackson Capizios. <laughs> so I, he does look sharp, I will say. does when, look sharp. When he walked in and his hair was like really puffed up, I wrote that he, <laughs> I wrote that he looked like Heat Miser Ralph Melf. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah, it's very <laughs> it is nice. accurate. Suspenders, Miser Ralph Melf. <laughs> I wrote. He, he, so he's coming clean. He's he like, yeah. he is, he's, yeah. Don't worry about it. No problem. And then she's like, well, I already murdered him. So yeah. Um. So, but then at least he follows up by saying, yeah, I just don't like being plotted against. You know, that's what makes me want to kill you. 
like, wait. <laughs> Uh, is he a bad dude? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's he's a bad dude, and she's a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, this is bad people, but uh, you know what? Pish posh. Let's fucking dance. Oh, let's oh, hit the floor. Oh, my God. Oh. So there was another episode <laughs> that this reminded me of, and the episode that it reminded me of is Let the Games Begin. That was the episode in the hotel Oh, where God. good and evil. Yep, yep, yep. Oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, with the guy from Home Improvement. Exactly. And Guys, they... what style of dance would you call this? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I I would call it modern flamenco. I, <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey is fighting the cooks. Yeah, it's real postmodern flamenco. Yeah. Because I also like to think they would call it flamingo. <laughs> We're dancing flamingo. <laughs> I'm Placido Flamingo. That's me. Look at my pink plumage. Blop, blop. Put me on your lawn. So she's like, well, let me go over to the hi-fi and just put my hand in it to start everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, high-fives work. And high fives and high fives. <laughs> you saw my face. I immediately was like, is that how a high five works? Hey, man, let me tell I you how to five high. A five high. A oh, dresser. Look, guys, look, I need to be able to Skype in sometimes. If I have to be there to hold your hand through every recording session look, before you get dumb. Mark and Larry are in the room together oh, dancing. Oh, boy. All right. You're doing your best. It's okay. It's sweet. <laughs> This, uh, this this dance this song first of all is amazing and oh. definitely not public domain. The way that he takes off his jacket oh. was oh. Uh, Yeah, he just he kind oh with of, a flourish. He kind yeah. of like wiggled it off and then it slid down and then like I don't I don't know how to put into words this thirty second dance maneuver but ooh like we were on. we were rock hard I over was, here <laughs> <laughs> it was if i had to have three words to describe it it's it's modern jazz chaos <laughs> i would say it, it's like free form because there was no choreographer okay, yeah and it was like look like you know how to dance <laughs> Because or do that. Is that what she did? Because the conceit of this episode is that you're both great dancers. Yeah. Especially him. Yeah, so please don't look like you don't know no, what's I, happening yeah. and that you're nervous and that you're gonna hurt each other. Also, we have poison, one take. Yeah. At least the poison subplot was in there. So he has the excuse of maybe he'd be a better dancer had he not, not just been poisoned. poisoned. These uh, are supposed to be Fred and Ginger, and they look more like Wilma and Betty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they flail around for a bit, and then he falls into the bookcase where the high five is, and slides. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> and he immediately goes, "Poison! Boys. <laughs> you poison me!" That's a jump. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, look, I don't trust anybody else in the world to be my dance partner. Dancing is the most intimate thing a person can do with another person. You are lending your soul to each other. Bitch, you fucking poisoned me. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, anytime I have, like, a little bit of a sniffle or it's like, ooh, I feel a little woozy, I will turn to Ted, grab him by the shirt (laughs) collar and say, poison! Poison! You poisoned me! Oh no, it's okay. It's our, it was just like a gas thing. I, I didn't poison. <laughs> I didn't tell you guys earlier, but I ate a bad egg today. <gasps> oh oh no. no! And I was at work, and uh, like I was just sitting there, and I told like my boss, like I don't feel great. I think I ate a bad egg, and she was like, Oh no! And I was in a meeting, and it was on like I was actually drinking like a beverage, and I just had like a little burp. And my coworker ran over to me and was like, I have Tums and Pepsid. Oh, <laughs> and it was oh, like, that's... oh wait, no, I, like that wasn't a that wasn't a barf. 
That was yeah. just like, I, I drank too fast, but thanks. But then everybody left the room because the burp was so stank. From <laughs> well, no, I also shit my pants. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, he got them bad egg burps. Well, click your heels, ketchup head, because you're about to get hit with a tappy. I have never seen the, this this death scene is insane where he's just like you poisoned me so I'm going to fucking choke you before I die and she's like not if this tappy has anything to say about it let me rock you with this thing she hits him twice he falls over dead as fuck Covered in ketchup, <laughs> head to toe. Do you guys have that uh, that dance instructional uh, CD-ROM for the Apple IIe? Uh, and if you were having a problem, Tappy would pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're having some problem with your soft shoe. Maybe I can help. <laughs> oh, Tappy! Oh, good old Tappy. Well, Tappy. how do I do this? Tappy can't find that. <laughs> <laughs> how do you foxtrot? Tappy can't Tappy find Foxtrot. <laughs> Tappy can sort of bounce around in the corner. <laughs> what? Then you type in, what can Tappy do for me? Not found. <laughs> <laughs> Please type in something I can help you with. Tappy Any... tired. <laughs> <laughs> Any life advice? Don't be Tappy. <laughs> <laughs> You search for Foxtrot, it says Final Solution. Jesus. Oh, my God. Tappy's <laughs> Tappy dark. dark. Tappy's so lonely. <laughs> the only thing he says. Tappy need, <laughs> Tappy need Clippy. <laughs> Clippy complete Tappy. Um, And that's all from our slash fic, Tappy and Clippy. <laughs> well, with, um, with Gary dead... Susie has one thing to think about. What an acting challenge murdering somebody <laughs> is going to be. So she gets to imagine all of these amazing courtroom scenes that she could uh, be a part of. And how fun for her. Like the one where she's a zombie trying to explain. That, that was he, weird. It was weird. Uh, where she's, I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. She had like a super white face with really dark eyes. And she starts to explain how he uh, he tried to choke her, and she hit him, and then he <laughs> then he fell into a bottle of poison. <laughs> she looked like her face looked like a poster for a haunted house called the asylum. <laughs> yeah, she did. She looked like Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Can you escape all six and a half floors of terror? <laughs> Behold the ravages of age. <laughs> uh, and then she imagines she is a, a femme fatale. fatale. Yeah. And yeah, it, doesn't I, she say after that one? I kind of like that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd go to prison. Yeah, only five years. That's 15 mm, in actress, actress years. years. I can feel my cooch dry up. Um, <laughs> there, There's so much happening in in this that we for, I we forgot one thing when oh, what, when she brains him with the tappy and he falls over his foot oh yes taps tap. three times right that's why I said click your heels ketchup head <laughs> <laughs> um so um n- now after she's had these uh these cut cutaway scenes in her head um it's time to get down to business guys well if you were i don't know to dismember a body i would i would go and i would get a newspaper and spread it out like i was going to clean a trout (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i definitely wouldn't go to a tub i definitely would not do that no no a single layer of newspaper should really suffice yeah yeah, and don't put like plastic bags down under it. Just just a newspaper. Yeah. Now again, I need to mention something that we've not mentioned before. This is a hotel room. She is in <laughs> Yes, she is living in I, a hotel room. Yeah. 
And she has personalized this hotel room because it's an extended stay for the run of the show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what I think we're led to believe. But she's about to dismember a human body casually on the floor, the, the floor of a of hotel, a hotel room. room. And her weapon of choice is the electric knife. Yep. Also, I would like to know how she made that pot roast. I did not see an oven. I did not even see uh, a microwave. She did say she ordered out. She oh. did say she ordered food. But okay. then how do you order a pot roast and an electric knife in a I, hotel? That's... I will say, guys, she's she's dismembering him with two weapons. She's got the electric knife and the weapon of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've taken puns and we've made them lethal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Pennsylvania, guys. Haven't we been punished enough? Well, no, because there are so many puns that happen oh, here. Oh, God. She cuts she, his hand off first and says... Let's so, give a hand yeah, for Gary. Gary. Um, then she cuts his arms and legs off. This must have cost you an arm, arm and a, and a leg. leg. And then... You always said I was a hack actress, but I just needed the right parts. I want to rub my titties on your torso. (laughs) I had some paper, but it tore, so I didn't have it anymore. (laughs) Knee, knee, knee cap. More like wee cap. Well, I went to the doctor and he said my I had chest cavities. <laughs> I was don't bring a, a shoulder blade to a knife fight. <laughs> to be watching this on your arm wristwatch. <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't have Apple watches back then because it would have been a time crime. <laughs> None of these are puns. No, uh, no, it's no. just... Guys, I guess it is a little harder to write an episode than we thought, so... I mean, we've had 30 seconds to write these puns, but sure. Guys, they had five minutes to write these puns. Yeah, so. that's fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> so, uh, hey, she... the first thing I want to do is just throw some parts in a loose trunk. Is yeah. that cool? <laughs> <laughs> I go to Matt. I'm just like, well, hopefully the police will never find this body in this <laughs> soggy trunk. <laughs> <sighs> then again, this is not a great uh, a great hotel. It doesn't seem like I. Li- I can only assume this this cut rate New York hotel has it just comes the room comes with a soggy body filled trunk. <laughs> the cut rate giant New York hotel room. It yeah. is it is sumptuous, but uh, yeah, like a Chinese meal, a succulent. That is a succulent Chinese meal. Uh, she grabs herself a drink, uh, as you do, as you do. And I thought uh, she had a show in an hour. But yeah, I guess, what happened at the show in an hour? I guess uh, not. Well, when when the star dancer doesn't show up, I guess the show's over. Yeah. Um. And so uh, after she has dumped his body in the the um the trunk, she calls her agent, who comes over, and she's crying and she's talking about how uh, Gary came over and attacked her and then left, and this guy know, cries it, and he's just like. You are the worst you actress. You are the worst. Yeah. I, uh, and I just wrote, this guy knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote, he sees through her bullshit. I've just never seen a man go to pieces like that. Oh, yeah. Th- oh, they do. There are so there many is, puns. There are so many more where, uh, well, I hope he can pull himself together. But I don't know if he has the heart. Of a guy who's not <laughs> assembled. 
I hope he doesn't pee his pants. <laughs> what am I going for in that pun? I, I, I think you should you should go. I have to get up early in the morning so I can go to school and take an intestine. <laughs> the gall bladder. <laughs> No, terrible. All of it bad. Yep. Um, <coughs> well, so he tells her that he has to be up early for a power his, talk at CBS. I thought he said yes. power coffee. A power coffee at CBS. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have my power coffee, I cannot shit. <laughs> that power. If I don't have my power coffee. I cannot power shit at ten thirty. <laughs> That coffee rips through my lower GI <laughs> like a Formula One. The power of a fucking thousand suns. Just screaming out of my rectum. <laughs> Look, if I can't take a power shit, th- there's a whole reality TV show that is riding on me being able to take this dump. So. <laughs> this is really popular in Asia. Yeah. Um. So I have a question. How narcissistic is Susie? Uh, on a, on a scale of what to what? Um, one, just one to ten, just a casual one to I'd ten. Say, I'd say ten? like a, yeah, like a, well, I'd say like a nine point seven five. She's not Trump, right? Okay, yeah, okay, sure. But she has a picture of herself on her dresser. She does. Yeah. This is this is like her headshot, right? Like I, I don't know why you would frame your own headshot and have it on your desk, but I can't sure, afford okay. a mirror. <laughs> oh me, I'm too poor for a mirror. So oh, I just is... look at a picture of my face and imagine I look like it every day. So this was, um, this was where they just like it. It seemed so weird. Because yes. because you see the um this the, was a real picture. turnaround bright eyes moment because it was like wait we've time jumped well yeah I, oh yeah it's a very I, jarring I wrote, time cut was that an act break or did they just jump cut to a dream sequence or the future because they really don't tell us she like it really looked like they just stopped in the middle of a scene because yes. she's drinking well and that sure is broke. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. She, she's drinking, and then she goes, <gasps> and drops her glass, and the glass stops in midair, and now it's in the fucking future. Yeah. Uh, we did, right before there's that cut, we do hear tap, some tap, tapping. Tap, 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 tap. A rap yep. tap tapping. Yeah. Wow. Um, so now she's talking to her agent, uh, and he's he's telling her that she, that her thesping in Graveyard Slasher 3 was not the best. Well, um, how about Meryl, Meryl Streep stop hogging all those awards? Why doesn't she just have it grafted to her hot hands? Like I do yes, this tappy. Yes. <laughs> this agent has had it. He's like, yeah, calm the fuck down. Yeah. yeah you are way too much work. <laughs> uh, and uh, then uh, I think we hear tap, tap, tap again. And he's like, it's the pipes. By the way, the investigation's over for Gary. Yeah, so, so don't worry about that anymore. If you were worried about it, I don't know why you would be. Uh, hey, and also, uh, hey, uh, do you recognize this room? You used to live here. Also, what do you think the over-under is on pornography being filmed in this room? <laughs> <laughs> I because was... I can tell you for sure it's being filmed over and under you. <laughs> Next to across from... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a real porn hotel. It's <laughs> pornography adjacent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so. W- I don't know why this was necessary. The you booked me in the same room I used to live in. Like wh- I don't know why this episode had to have this oh, time and, jump and of a year. Like why couldn't it just have it, been? Oh, she no. like went to sleep and you hear the tapping and it's the same. It night wasn't. And it it wasn't a year. It was. You booked me in this room on the night. That, like, I last saw him plus a few months. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. 
I don't know why that why this jump was necessary at all. It I wasn't. it wasn't. Um, aside from maybe like they they had costumes they needed to use before they had to return them to the costume shop. Look, I paid for this. We're getting it we're, in. Yeah, we're getting it. Well, um, there's no real need for her to change. Well, I but mean, they also like no. painted the room and stuff. This doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. It's real. So she seems freaked out at first when she hears because uh, the agent leaves um, and says that he'll get her a better room uh, tomorrow or whatever. So you hear tap, tap, tap. She starts to look a little freaked out and does what I do when I get freaked out and just starts narrating what she's doing. Um, and that's when, uh, I think she hears tap, tap, tap again. She starts yelling at whoever's there. Like I can see your foot cause the, the foot is sticking out of the curtains along the window. She throws a book at it. The curtain collapses and you still see the shoe. There ain't no dude. What's going on? Oh, Matt, why isn't there a dude? Oh, well. Let me tell you, if you stop, if you start at the shoe, those legs go all the way up to the, the severed knee. kneecap. <laughs> uh, where is the act break in here? Uh, I don't think it's until. Oh, not until after this. Not until after the chilling fight scene. Yes, not until after the the terrifying fight scene. Yes. So, all right. um, Gary's severed leg. <laughs> <laughs> Starts does how would, a how kick would you ball des- change? Yeah how how would you describe the way this leg moves oh. at a glacial pace? <laughs> yeah, well, I just wrote that it lazily jumps after her. Yeah. No, no, guys, stop it. The <laughs> let's run it down. Best dancers: Fred Astaire, Bob Fosse. This leg. <laughs> Barishnikov, this severed leg on a string. <laughs> oh, yeah, this oh. is really hokey. I, I mean, but it was cracking lovable. me up. It was it, so dumb. It, it was cracking oh, me up. Oh, we laughed. I mean, like I just wanted to watch because, like, Matt started playing Candy Crush again, and I was like, no, 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 no. You need, you need to watch this part. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. I mean, it's the Phantom Limb. It's great. It's the Five Finger Beast. It's, yeah. it's all of that. It's, it's so hokey, but it's also wonderful. Right. And yeah, yeah, she's getting chased but- around this room. Chased is a chased is a generous chased. description. She she walks away from it and then she's she's up against uh the cabinet where she still has her um her dance award, I guess. Wow, it was uh, nice of that hotel to keep the dance there. award there for a yeah. year and they a couple love months. the tappy. Um, oh yeah. So she <laughs> All did, Tappy's did, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually laugh at this part where she's like, no, don't. And then she stops and she's like, what the fuck am I afraid of? It's, it's a hopping leg. And then it kicks and her. And then it kicks her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she reasons with it. Yeah, where she course. realizes she realizes whose leg this is. Yeah. And then at one point, it gets thrown to her like a football. <laughs> <laughs> and it knocks her over the couch. Or it knocks her, I'm sorry, it knocks a stunt woman over the couch. Um, and then it comes to the other side. And I think this is when she starts communicating with it. Yeah, she. Uh, what do you want? At work. Tap, yeah. tap, 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 tap. Yeah. So you want to dance with me? I, yeah, because I thought I'm like, is this leg gonna curb stomp this girl? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she starts like reasoning with it, and is like, "What do you want?" And it does a kickball change, <laughs> and it's like, "You want to dance with me?" And then I wrote, well, "There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to dance with." And then I was like, "Wait." Is do you want to put your big toe in my cooch? <laughs> <laughs> but it, she doesn't do that. Instead, this leg hops off into the distance and comes back with an electric knife tied well, it, to its shoelace. It knocks it it's knocks a- her like it knocks her out and then comes back. But oh. she tries to she tries to leave. Oh, and, and she it can't blocks get the, door the door open because it's blocking the door. <laughs> like a little kick to the side would have knocked yeah. this thing. I mean, how heavy can this leg be? Ugh. So, yeah, so it knocks her out. She falls down uh, and it drags the it, it 
it's the most like we didn't think of how to solve this problem. So just <laughs> just tie the knife to the foot with a string. It's like, well, how yeah. did the foot get a string? Nobody can, gives a it shit. Can, it can tie with its toes, guys. Yeah. All right. Look, the power of Christ compels this electric knife. <laughs> how how is it gonna how is it gonna use the electric knife? Uh, Look, let's... we have twenty minutes till lunch. Okay, just tie <laughs> it on there. This episode's almost done. All right. I mean, I have a lot of problems. Yeah. <sighs> Look, I'm finally getting to see my kids this weekend. This episode is done. <laughs> All right, fine. And uh, that's that's the act that's break. The act break. Okay. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. These are the hands of a master chef, Monsieur René Verdon chef to famous hotels and restaurants in Paris and New York, and former chef to the White House. A master chef who knows the importance of the art of carving. No matter how you prepare meat, its final appetite appeal depends on how well it is carved. Any food, meat in particular, must appeal first to the eye. Chefs in commercial kitchens know this. Whether carving a pork loin or a leg of lamb, They know cuts should be consistently smooth and even, that each portion should look tender and appetizing. (laughs) A good chef knows the importance of economy, too. Meat must be carved attractively, but with a minimum of waste. And the more easily it is done, the better. That's why I use the new Amiton Beach commercial electric knife. Here is a knife that every chef and everyone in the kitchen who carves or cuts will appreciate. More than any other knife, the Hamilton Beach Commercial Electric Knife will help you make short, clean work of all your carving, slice after slice, at exactly the thickness you want, with less waste of meat, and with much less work on your part. The Hamilton Beach Knife is a clean, cutting, easy knife to use and control. And not just for carving meat, but for any other cutting job that has to be done in the commercial kitchen. The new Hamilton Beach commercial electric knife is heavy duty and built to last. It's the new big brother to the popular consumer knife, the one with the famous hole in the handle, a design that makes both knives unique. The moment you... Hole in the handle? You mean the handle? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? The famous... Maybe, Maybe it's got like a hole in the handle where you can put your fingers? I don't know take it in your hand, even if your hand is wet or greasy, you appreciate the balanced, non-slip grip. In fact, this knife is so well-balanced that women use it with the greatest of ease. <laughs> even the dumbest of fraud <laughs> can easily grab this knife to Wh- murder their psychopathic husband. <laughs> women in the kitchen, what's next? Not in the commercial kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen at home. After getting your pipe and slippers, She's she's From ready to women to ethnics. All sorts of people can use the knife. Why look at this small boy? <laughs> Go outside and play and don't talk to us. Well, anyway, when your wife's ready to carve that roast that she started yesterday. <laughs> the Hamilton Beach commercial kitchen knife makes such a buck of uh, a rip rack or a piece of veal or two pieces of veal or I just love to cut that, cut that, cut. I'm pretty sure that he speaks again, Matt. You, we, have to, we have to hear this guy talk you, again. You said it, Frenchie. The Hamilton Beach electric carving knife for commercial applications, not for pee holes. <laughs> With the weight below the hand, the knife literally holds itself. In a comfortable carving position, it's as if it floats when you hold it. <laughs> Take away your hand, and the knife will fall to the floor. Ensure hand is in whole, whole handle. The handle with a hole in it. Hamilton Beach knows how to make a whole handle. The whole handle, Hamilton Beach. Anyway, keep carving, fatsos. Even for horizontal slicing. 
By the way, I am a meat eater, and this is the most disgusting meat nauseating. I have I'm ever watching seen. Matt's sweet vegetarian Matt's face. <laughs> just oh god! And we're back. Uh, here we are, the third act, the final act, <laughs> the third act. That's like three minutes long. This act mm-hmm. is so short, but um, we have Susie sitting on the couch. She's she's wearing black. uh, Seems kind of remorseful at this point. A little. She has a look that says, I did a bad thing. I did it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I made a stinky. I done goofed in my diaper. Whoa, Roomba, Roomba. what are you doing here? Oh, hey, guys. It's... Did you forget to charge me up? Yeah, for about 30 to 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've just been sitting here waiting with some opinions. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, <laughs> the show's pretty good, I guess. Did you um did you see the Hamilton Beach Electric Knives uh yeah, it's pretty good, but it wouldn't be as good as vacuuming up a sock as I am. <laughs> I know what I'd do with a Hamilton Beach knife. What I'd run you, over it, it again and again and try to end it all. For you or for the knife? First one, then the other. It's a crime of passion. Oh, you're in love with the knife. Have you seen how long it is? It just keeps going. I've, I've, well, how about that handle that has a hole? It's so French. <laughs> Me, <May> we. <laughs> <coughs> Matt, why won't you empty my dust tray? It fills up. It mites. fills up after like it's 15 filled with mice? seconds. <laughs> Did you say it's filled with mice? It's filled with mites, but there's one mouse in here. <laughs> Well, it went in after the mites, to be fair. Yeah. He didn't make it. Nobody makes it in a Roomba. Do you eat the things that you love? Oh, my battery's dead. I gotta go charge up. All right. Bye, bye Roomba. Bye, Roomba. I'll, I'll, I'll clean your dustbin out, I swear. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so her agent shows up. And um, are we going to uh, put this episode on cruise control and be like, Maddie, take us home? All right. Sure. I'm tired now. Uh, <laughs> All this comedy's made me yeah. sweepy. Her agent shows up. He says he's he, he's he's sick of her not returning phone calls. Uh, you know, no one's going to give you acting jobs anymore. She says she's not really interested in those anymore. Um, and she talks about how she misses Gary. The agent. That's the weird. Agent, no one remembers Gary. Yeah, no one remembers Gary. And then they basically pulls a, uh, <laughs> dear Susie, welcome to Dumpsville, population you, and yeah. says he no longer wants to represent her, whatever. Um, You better find a new agent. See you, see you in the toilet. <laughs> she, she talks about how she has to go to the show that's memorializing Gary. Do you want to come? And he was like, eh, I don't know. Are you going to cop me? She's like, the tickets are six bucks. He's like, but still. I are stand you, by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, said, are you going to comp me? Um, and then uh, she says, she starts going back and forth. Uh, I don't want to do, do this. Show, I hate dancing. But I live for don't dance. Make me but dance. I don't. You're yeah. making me dance. I don't want to dance. I have to dance. Don't make me dance. <laughs> it goes on like this for forever. Uh, and then um, she starts. Walking out the door. Limping to the door. Step, clomp, step, clomp, step, clomp. Tap, tap, tap. And he he looks at her. Oh, Jesus. And she's walking out the door. And we see that his leg is now grafted on hers. Roll credits. And he's and he, although he has a bare leg. He's still wearing the, the red capizio. The red yeah. shoe, yeah. Uh, uh, credits, and the Oscar goes to... Us for watching the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything that you would fix? I, I kind of think the writing was, was funny. Like, 
here here's what we'd fix okay. and maybe it's not the writer's room but the production house okay we needed better actors we needed we needed we needed gene kelly we needed somebody who could actually dance. I mean, I thought the agent was okay. It's it's I would have kept the agent. I had no problem yeah, with that. Yeah, it was it was the male and female lead that just But we I didn't think she was she was terrible. She was a little I don't know if she, she wasn't flat with it, but I her heart was not in it, which I can't so I can't blame her for not having her heart in it because of all the puns and you know, this was just a paycheck, but uh yeah, it was it was corny fun and probably yeah. filmed in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say that I would have loved a little bit more of she's good, he's not. Yeah, mm. yeah, the uh the good and evil of who they are was a little uh was she was little, so was overtly muddy. like was... didn't give a shit about her about how anything, I guess. That, that, that was, was a little weird. Yeah, there was no, I guess, no stakes because they were both terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was just like when, if you were both, if this building were to fall in on itself right now, I would not care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I needed, I needed to root for Gary a little bit more. Yeah. Or Susie a little bit more. Yeah, I that's agree. fair. But I didn't want to root for either of them. And then they just took me to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like the, the conceit of that is fine. And in a little bit more skilled actors hands. Mm-hmm. And if they could have been able to dance or if they were able to dance at more all. More convincingly. More convincingly. I would have been like, you know, I'm, I'm talking like dirty dancing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's they aren't the world's best dancers, but they're selling it. She puts yeah. her hands up above her head like Charo going coochie coochie. Like <laughs> it doesn't work. No. It's yeah. But again, you know, you you dance with the, the episode you brought. <laughs> the episode you brought. <laughs> you know, and you're doing the best you can. And you're yeah. like, well, we found an actress that will take this money. So <laughs> what 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 do you want for nothing? <laughs> She's doing us a favor. <laughs> Matt, Matt Noss, executive producer. <laughs> Look, we're doing this one on the cheap. She's free. Uh, the union isn't uh, going to let that happen. This is not a union job. I have to see my kids this weekend. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Um, Any other things? Jen, please give us a scale. Uh, scale of one to ten, Hamilton Beach commercial electric knives. I have to say the three Hamilton Beach uh, electric knives. Three and a half. I give it five and a half. Wow! Whoa! Five and a yeah. half. Yikes! I, I laughed because it was dumb. I, it was. It wasn't like I was sitting stone faced because I was angry because they were trying to do laughs. It was. I okay. was able to laugh. There, at there is it. absolutely a hokiness that everybody there is. embraces in the episode. Yeah. They're in on it. The tongue is in the cheek, and the jokes are actual jokes. Yeah. So, I I stand behind my my rating. And I, I mean, I at totally least, get it. Yeah. At least none of the jokes were racist, right? Thank God. Yeah. 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 So, monsters seems to be a lot better with that than tales was and here we are again with monsters giving us a lot of stuff to talk about yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. so i'm grateful for that so thanks monsters before we tell you how you can get in contact with us uh we are recording this on the day of our good friend and friend of the show, Sean Cloran's birthday. Happy birthday, Yay! Sean. So happy, happy birthday, Sean. birthday, Sean. By the time that you hear this, you will already have had your birthday a few weeks ago. But uh, just know, but know that, that we cared on the day. We cared <laughs> on the day. Uh, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. TFTDS pod on Twitter. And T from the Dark Side at gmail.com is our email address. Guys, did I forget anything? Mm, try to, try enjoy to enjoy the, the daylight. Dale? 
Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Thanks. All right, bye. bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. <laughs>